0: Welcome back to the UK Property Market Stat Show Week 42. My name is Chris Watkin and this week we are joined by Richard Durrant. We'll come to Richard in a second. The UK Property Market Stat Show is a YouTube show looking at the UK property market. There's an awful lot of stats out there that measure what's happening in the property market. The stuff like the land registry and the stuff from the nationwide or banks and building sites like the Halifax. Yet, yeah, an awful lot of that data is between two months and nine months out of date. By looking at what's happening in the UK property market this week, we can actually find out what's going to be happening to those indices in two, six, nine months' time. By looking at the number of properties coming on the market, we can see how supply and demand is doing. We can see whether prices are being reduced. We can see how many houses are selling and whether sales are falling through. The, the show itself is split into three sections. The first bit is talking about the national picture. Then we spend a little bit of time on the regional stuff where you can actually download the stuff and compare it with yours, your town. And then finally, we end up on a city or um, a town and look really closely at that particular location, uh, comparing and contrasting the different state agents. And this week we are focusing on Chelsea. I'd like to introduce uh, our regular guest to the show, Richard Durrant from the uh, Relocation Agent Network. What he doesn't know about estate agents he isn't worth knowing. He's a switched-on guy, and he's a bit of a data geek like me. Richard, thanks for joining us this week. Morning, Chris. How are you? All right, mate. It's a bit rainy today. It's Thursday, the 26th of October, so this will be coming out tomorrow. And we've got some beautiful stats. I know you
1: love your stats. so. Chris, before we start looking at the stats or facts, as I call them, just a quick question. You've obviously been out and about, and I saw you at the Estas last week. What's the general feel from agents, you know, putting aside what the stats may or may not tell us? What's the general view? How's the feeling? Well, it's interesting you use the word feeling there, Richard. At the end of the
0: day, humans have, have two sides of the brain. They have the factual side and the emotional side. And what I've noticed is this, is is that there seems to be a polarization of estate agents in the fact is that there are some estate agents who are finding the current market really hard work. And there are some estate agents who are actually really, really enjoying it. Now, the Estes is probably a a little bit of a a self-selected. You know they're there. They're the winners. So the, the, the feeling in the room at the Estes last week, which anyone who's not an estate agent, the Estes is like a what like the Oscars, one of the two or three biggest estate agency uh, awards and conferences. The feeling in the room was really really upbeat. But again, they're winners. They probably had a few Lager shandies. But the, even before the 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 alcohol had touched their lips, the, the general feeling is in that room that it was it was, things weren't that bad. But there are, if you look at the social media and certain Facebook groups, there is a feeling from other agents that it's really hard work. And I think it's the classic uh, glass half full or glass half empty and it's mindset. And, you know, it is hard work. We as a state, you know, the last few years has been very much order taking a state agency. And now we actually have to work for our money. So i think the general feeling is in a nutshell is there's a polarization between the ones that seem to do well are getting better and the ones that are finding it
1: hard work are finding it even harder
0: hard work richard
1: and chris i'm sure we'll go on to talk about it uh, a bit more during the show but do you think this has got anything to do with sort of an experience gap so i don't know in my opinion a branch manager has probably got four years experience maybe a bit more but, but most branch managers will be offered that position at four years what what I'm certainly seeing is the businesses which are owner-led, and what I mean by owner-led is they are on the coalface doing the valuations, having the negotiation conversations, all are reporting really strong business, yet the businesses which may, the owner of a business will not be in the branch on a day-to-day basis are suggesting it's a really tough time. And is that because the branch managers and the listers haven't worked in a tough market because we haven't had one for 10-plus years well, th- those of
0: us, those of us with the slightly grey hair or receding hairlines, will remember the the times of 2008. And some of us with even more grey hair can remember the times of the 90s. Um, I, I I became an estate agent in 1993, and those years of 93 to 97 were almost doldrum-like, where you had you know you you
1: had hundreds of properties. For sale, and you were still only selling twenty or thirty. Brands. And and they were all in negative equity. I joined in '96, and we had a we had a portfolio of properties where you weren't talking about a five grand price reduction, um, because they got fifty grand equity in the property. Every single property on our books was in negative equity, and it was how much of a hit they were prepared to take. Certainly, and and I think um, it is
0: you know it is those area managers who have who have been through a tough market it is your responsibility to teach your guys and girls, you know, for the last few years, structured vendor calls and vendor management has has not been existing because the houses were selling, you know, it's getting back. I know it sounds so boring, but getting back to basics of, you know, get if you if, if the value were overcooked, sit slightly to get it on the market. What are you doing? Not after twelve weeks. What are you doing after three or four weeks to get the price down? Have you got a structure? Have you got a clearly defined structure on your vendor calls? Are you actually making
1: those calls? It's boring and dull work, but at the end of the day, it's jobs that need doing. I think, we, it's let, also, I think it's also having the right people doing the right job, isn't it? And and when I say that, are you sending out your Saturday viewing assistant to do the second viewing? on the house with a not on market local vendor who's second viewing the property, who's even taking the offers because there's one part of the negotiation of the offer, who's putting forward the offer, but actually who's receiving the offer. Should there be a process where somebody phones up to make an offer? And I say, I'm going to, I'm going to ask Chris to give you a call back because he's dealing with that property. And therefore, when Chris has that initial conversation about the offer, he will glean all of the relevant information.
0: Absolutely bang on. Probably let's go down that rabbit hole a little bit later in this chat and let's go and have a look at the stats. Well, as always, we start with listings at the start um, and. Quite frankly, on this one, you know, there's no surprises here that there are thirty thousand six hundred and eighty-four listings this week. Actually, I'll know. Well, I'll just just uh, let's just whiz, I'll whiz through the figures and then you can you can wax lyrical accordingly. So let's here we go. So this is our listings this week. Um, and the pink line uh, on the on the graph. Those that are listening on the podcast, you can download the the charts um that I'm mentioning in the write up on the podcast. Um, and the first graph we're looking at is national weekly listings. The Pink line is this year, and then the orange lines are 19, the, the turquoise 18, and the uh, greeny colour is 2017. As you can see, listings are sighted, so, slightly uh, starting to drift off because we were in the in the mid mid three mid. 30,000s and now we're touching 30,000 but again that's in line with what happened in 1718 and 19 Richard you'll come you'll we'll give you an overview in a second. Listings year to date 1.368 million uh, the average listing price 421,000 pounds and this week's uh listings as i said 30,600 compared to 31,500 same week in 22. And again, those are all the rest of the figures that are on the
1: graph. Richard, thoughts on listings? I think that actually, I think it's a bit surprising when you're speaking to agents that the listing numbers are where they are. I think if you look at that chart, it's like a child's tracing, isn't it? The pink line is the guidelines and occasionally it's going off offline, but ultimately it's following exactly the same pattern. It, it, is, a, it's, it is a, you know, I, I, you know, it's a very strange
0: thing to say, but it, if those people are coming for looking at some weird and wonderful st- stats, I mean, lit- listings are very, very important. Back in 2008, everyone dumped their houses on the market, and listings went through the roof. It's so important to keep an eye on these on these listing numbers, because this is what's going to tell us if, you know, if everyone dumps their houses on the market, then there'll be too much supply. And general economics will show that that prices will come crashing down. Um that's just in line with 17,
1: 18, or 19. Sorry, Richard, carry on. that's so I I think ultimately that's a positive week. There's nothing there, there's nothing setting alarm bells off. no nope. um, I, I mean, the the average for the last the average for the last
0: uh running month is thirty-one and a half thousands. And as I said, this week it was uh thirty thousand six hundred. Um so again, there's nothing, as I said, nothing absolutely scary. Year to date, again, all in line interestingly that t- notice 2021 list i always thought that was a bit that's a i would have thought there was more listings but there weren't because there was a shortage of supply wasn't there and the average price we'll come on to in a bit later but 421 is more in line it, um i'll just with let's while whilst we're talking let me go and find that graph here we go here's the graph which the yellow line is the average listing price and the pink line is the average asking price of a property that becomes sold over the contract in that week and uh, this was this was the the jump that took place after easter bank holiday um and that gap got really wide but noticing she's leveling back up and she's being a little bit more sensible there so the average price of a property coming on the market this week four hundred twenty one thousand nine hundred. the average price of a selling property 356
1: um anything else on listings before we we go so on? on that list on that listing price against sale agreed uh price the last one you had up yep. there the gap looking at looking at the graph the gap seems to be in line with where we were at the beginning of the year and I think the media's probably helped that slightly I think we've got really we've got vendors who are being realistic and we've got motivated vendors. I don't think we are in that sort of 2001 market where people were chucking their house on a market saying, if I get half a million quid, I'd move. Yeah. And ultimately I'd get half a million quid. So I think from an agent's point, listing numbers are strong, but I don't see a widening gap between listing price and average sales price.
0: No, no. Um, interestingly, I've got some stats which show the average pound per square foot on sale agreed price. And that is if, that is really interesting because we have actually, I want to say we, uh, my friends at 20EA, have matched the pound per square foot on the completions. And what is particularly interesting is that, so obviously that is all the land registry figures. And then uh, instead of just looking at a price, we're doing pram per square foot. And what is interesting is, is that that is actually, it has been slightly increasing over the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not much, a couple of percent. Now, remember, that is in nominal headline terms, not in real terms. In real terms, house prices are coming down in price, but in, in nominal, they are going up. But I mean, if inflation's at 10 percent and your house price going up by two in real terms, it's dropping by eight. But, it, but it's headlines. And yeah. again, most people don't understand the difference between nominal and real. So as long as they're going in the right direction, people seem to feel happy. Very strange, but never mind. Uh, Notice queerest folk, as my mum would say. Should we move on to price changes? Yep. Okay. So, um, price changes. Uh, let's have a look. Where we go? Hold on. Okay. Right. The number of price changes this week is 23,384, which is bang on line with the uh, monthly average of 23,800. And the uh, rent, the average number of properties' price changed twenty thousand three hundred and forty six. That's the average for the whole year. That means that we are running at reducing about fourteen point six percent of our properties at the moment every single month. And the average price of a property being reduced is let's just pull that back up again. Is hold on, there we go.
1: 397,423 pounds chris if you look at that uh, sort of national price change and appreciate we're up uh, we're up by 14% on a week on week sort of average this time of year from memory was always which vendors were motivated to move and when i say move i don't mean complete but i mean get their property under offer before christmas and there was always some robust conversations in october which says in order to get moved or sold before christmas we need to look at your price so whilst we're down on a week on week do we know where we sit against this week sort of over previous years what numbers wise numbers
0: wise okay so again uh, let's just go and have a look so we can't we're gonna ha- i'm gonna pick 2018 um and the average number of properties being uh, price reduced. Uh, this week 42 well well let's just do we'll just do a month either side the average number of properties being reduced and remember in 2018 the number of properties for sale was pretty similar to what it is today yeah. 21,082 and you can see here that it's 23,000 so it, it is up slightly just to give you an idea of the number of properties that are for sale and uh, let me just pull this map up here this is the number of properties that are currently for sale. So this is on, total number of properties. Oh, hold on, say that again. So you can see that there. So that is the number of properties that are for sale in the UK by month since 2017. And you can see here that she was we've always have the we always have the dip down in in January. So there's yeah. the there's the Christmas dip, and there's the January dip. In, interestingly, there's the 22 dip. But this she comes up and, and, and oh there, there's the 19 dip. Results. So she goes up. She always dips around January. There was the 22 January. But interestingly, look at that growth that we have seen there. I mean, again, there's that growth there that we saw after lockdown one. Now, interestingly, here's a graph which, again, I was going to save till later, but it's appropriate to talk about it now. This is the growth of listings by region, Richard. You haven't seen this before. <laughs> And the average growth of listings in the UK is 193%. But isn't it interesting that London, inner London is only at 126? OK, Channel Lines we have to take with a pinch of salt because it is a small place. But yep. the
1: 250.24% more. There is a huge difference there, isn't there? And do you think that's... A, I... Is that a result of lockdown and second homes and it's a lovely part of the world and our people are people firstly looking to move there, but also the, the, the current occupants actually going, we can probably make we can probably make some money here. We know there's a we know there's a, a, a real demand for our type of property from people moving out of the cities. Let's I don't, try it. I mean, <sighs> I don't know the answer all i know what i do know is this listings um
0: the number of properties for sale in inner london and outer london was higher than than the norm the normal because we in london we've had people trying to sell we have the issues with the apartments and there's been an awful lot of apartments on the market that haven't been shifting in london so that's kind of affected the marketplace so that's why the growth in london is not so great there seems to be a tonality of, you know, the northeast, the northwest, southeast, around 200%. But then we've got East Midlands at 232 and the southwest. I mean, anecdotal evidence suggests that a lot of people moved out to the southwest and are pulling their horns in and coming back to the cities. Whether that would actually uh, make it one of the biggest, I think, as I yeah. said, take a pinch of salt with the channel lines because it's so small. Uh, that's what I think. But I've got no evidence to back that up. OK, I don't I don't know. But it is interesting, I think that 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 is the growth. Should we get back to? Uh, let's get back to. We've done price reductions, so we'll go on and look at gross sales. So, um, in terms of gross sales, this week we have sold in the UK uh, twenty one thousand two hundred and forty seven properties, which is uh, a lift from last week at twenty thousand five hundred and the week before twenty thousand six hundred and the, the again this is this is the magic is that the average number of properties sold per week this year has been 21736 so okay it's not like it was in 2021 when the number of properties the average number of properties selling per week was 27352 and i think it's all about perspective is that if you're judging yourself on your 2021 figures then of course, 27,000 sales is a hell of a lot less than fifteen thousand. But when you consider the average number of properties selling, and there you go, this is the, a week in isolation. We're very, we're not far off sale, sale agreed wise. I think we're about 94% off, if memory serves well. I've got this, when we, when I post this on Property Industry Eye tomorrow, I'll, I'll have worked out the figures. But we're about 90, just to give you an idea, Richard, we're about 99% on listings compared to 17, 18, and 19. We're about 94% on gross sales compared to 17, 18, and 19. And we're about 89.7% on net sales compared to 17, 18, 19. Why are we comparing 17, 18, or 19?
1: What, 20, 21, and 22 were pretty strange years. So yeah. I think we have to take those with a and, and I think we're guilty of letting the exceptional become the expected, aren't we? So ultimately, in 2018, if you'd have asked most agents, would you happily carry on this volume for the next 10 years of your life, most people would have said, absolutely. We're now sat here five years later, disappointed. But the levels which seem to be in line with 2018 are the levels we're seeing.
0: yeah and again I think this is an important graph is, is that don't panic when sales start to drift off and you can see those lines on this graph now that you know the, the red line 19 the white white dots sorry the red dots 19, the white dots 18 and the yellow dots 17 they will start to drift off as we go into November. so don't panic ladies and gentlemen. When you get to 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 you know, and your sales are curtailed, it's part of the natural market. Um, gross sales year to date nine hundred and twelve thousand. As I said, it's about ninety four at ninety four percent around there. Um, of the seventeen eighteen figures, the average price of a property selling we've touched on this earlier on was three hundred and fifty six thousand pounds. So I must stress to you, ladies and gentlemen, we're not saying that if an average property is coming on the market at um. at at 421 it's not selling for 356 it's just that the bigger price properties have a lower propensity to sell so those are selling our lower price which is going to drag the average down uh the the gap between the two we'll just have a quick look at the gap now uh i've got some graphs on those the the gap this week is 18 and a half percent the long-term average gap between listing price average listing price and average sale price is running at 16 or 17 percent okay so interestingly in the last few weeks she has been bought touching 30 37 especially 37 percent that big week where we had that if you recall this graph here i'll just bring it back hold on where is it hold on there we go hold on wait wait there we go there that was that that was a huge gap where we had a 37 percent gap but we're now back to 20s um i'm happy when it's in the teens late teens um start to get slightly uncomfortable when it gets over 25 um jump in i'll come back to let me just bring up back sales uh thoughts on hold on two seconds missing about here do apologize ladies and gentlemen any thoughts on this
1: i, I actually think it's fairly encouraging i think but without the, the stats, people would suggest the market's worse than it is. I think we're just seeing it's in line. I'm fairly surprised that, that 356 isn't lower, um, because we're actually up on or up on most years. Agents are reporting bigger price reductions, reducing by at least five to ten percent. We're not seeing that number here no i mean it is interesting the average sale price for a property has
0: remained very very static i mean the the year the year to date weekly average is 357316 pounds and that what is really weird is, and again, we'll just have a quick look at this graph here. Look, it's really tight. It's not. It's been as low as three thirty, and has been as high as three seventy. That is really tight. You know that what's here. I mean, the, the listing price. It's all over. It's like it's like a roller coaster. Um. Okay. Let's get. So let's move on and look at fall throughs. So that's the raw numbers. The raw number of fall throughs this week is um, five thousand and. 5,700 exactly, which is slightly more than last week at 5,400. 5, week before, 5,800. eight. week before, 5,700. The week before, 5,800. The week before, 5,700. Uh, I think a more important uh, percentage is the percentage rate. So yep. this week, we were at 26.83%. The long term running average is 24.3%. Interestingly, look here 40.5% fall through rate last week. We could, You know, to some agents, that's a distant memory, but that was the effect of the quasi quartang budget, yeah. 40.5% of your sales. And we'll just bring that back. Look, here, up here, this is the, ignore the Christmas spike, uh, but we have to put it on. But there, that's where we were last year. Look, that's where we are now.
1: Thoughts on this? Look, I think we're in line. I think if you ask most agents who have done the job for the last 10, 15 years, a uh, guess what would you suggest a fall through rate is? I think they're going to say somewhere between 20 and 25%. So, so yes, at 26%, we're ever so slightly over, but I think it's in par with most people's business models. Well, it's interesting. You talk to some agents and they'll say a third. I mean, the, to give you an as I said, the
0: long-term average is 23.3 and the, the year-to-date is 25.7% year-to-date, okay? Right, let's move on to net sales. So, ladies and, uh, ladies and gentlemen, net sales is the number of gross sales this week less the fall-throughs from your sales pipeline, which gives a net sale figure, okay? The number of net sales this week is higher than last week. So last week, it was 15.2, the week before 14.8, the week before 15.8, and the week before that, 14.9, and then 14.9. Again, this week, we're at 15.5, and so it's up on last week's.
1: Um, It's not bad, is it? No, no. Again, that one's that one's fairly surprising that the pink is slightly lower uh, than the previous years. But ultimately, if you looked at the last couple of the last couple of weeks, we're on a sort of upward trend upward trend where in previous years at this moment in time, we're always on a downward, aren't we? Well, uh, again, let's let's look. I think the white line on this UK
0: net sales graph is more and more, I think we should compare ourselves to 17, yeah. 17 to 19. And I find it fascinating that that we are almost matching the 19. Again, we are presently at 80, well, I'll just show you, here we go, 89.7%. Now, ladies and gentlemen, last week I did, that figure was 90.5. There was a mistake in that graph. I do apologize with regard to the way I dragged my um, spreadsheet across. So that last, figure, last week at 90.5 was a slight mistake. Uh, that should have been 89.9, if memory says well. So apologies on that, ladies and gentlemen. But this week, 89.7. So year to date, net sales 683,661, which is 89.7% of the 17, 18 or 19 average. That is the number of net sales. Again, look at how the effect of 22 when there was only 11,000. But again, we are off the 17, 18 and 19. So again, let me repeat we are at 19, roughly 99% on listings compared to 17, 18, or 19. We are at 94, 95% on gross sales compared to 17, 18, and 19. And we are at 89% on net sales compared to 17, 18, or 19. So listings are okay. Sales, Gross sales are a bit lower and net sales, so we're having slightly higher fall-throughs. Um, anything else you want to say on set this before we move on?
1: no i I think it's about agents uh managing their own expectations looking at their business plans if we're going to be at 90 percent um of the sort of historic numbers we're comparing to 17 18 what are you doing within your budgets? are you increasing fees are you listing more what are you doing i think there's plenty of ways around it i don't think we should take that 90 percent in isolation um there's you know there was there was a there was a phrase uh, we used to use and we certainly we certainly didn't make it up, um, but we but we stole it, but it was there is never a bad market for a good business. Hang on. At the end of the day, I think, you know, um,
0: as agents, you shouldn't be worried about house prices. At the end of the day, what you should be worried about is are you getting your fair share of listings at decent fees? And, and i think the magic is is what are you doing to get those fees up we'll come and look at that a little bit later when we look at chelsea so even if you're not in chelsea do do listen to that because we're going to show you a bit of kit which will prove that you get slightly higher you could if you're good you've got to be good at it get your higher fees we'll just spend a few little stats that might some might might be of interest to you the price changes as percentage of listings again the long-term average is 42 percent but this this week it was seventy six, which shows that estate agents really are working their stock. And gross sales as a percentage of listings, uh, again, um, slightly below. But as you would expect, because listings are at ninety nine and gross sales are at ninety four, yep. that's again slightly below. But again, if you are coming, if you are remembering and reminiscing the year good old days of twenty and twenty one when you were selling basically ninety three percent of what you were listing, of course it's going to feel bad. It's all about mindset, okay. Now we we showed this graph last week, uh, but uh, again, you able to you just in case you didn't see it last week, you were on holiday. This is the level of agents pipelines by unit numbers, the turquoise lines are all the Septembers. So um so you've got something to contrast about. And again, isn't it interesting that the pipelines at the moment are approximately six or seven percent higher in September than they were in 17, 18 or 19? Again, it's
1: all about perception, isn't it? I was just looking at that. We've got higher pipelines than we've had since 2020. Now yep. there's an argument which is saying properties are taking longer to, to go through and the pipelines taking longer to churn. But ultimately, if the sales numbers and the gross sales numbers are only dropping slightly, that's going to come through and result in revenue.
0: Indeed. Indeed. Um some other bonus graphs for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, number of rental properties that are available by region. So, um, this first one, that, um, um, there's two versions of this because it's, it looks like it um, uh, looks like a custard slice here. And you can't uh-huh. see individual layers. Um, so, but the red line here is inner London, and the yellow line is the southeast. What is what particularly is interesting is look at that absolutely massive growth when everyone f- flooded out of London in the first lockdown yeah so you know it went from 70 000 so there's doubling number of stock and then slowly she's been coming down so what is particularly interesting is is if you actually look at the average rents in london average rents plummeted in 20 and they are now only nine percent higher than they were um what what happened to and i, I think i showed it a few weeks ago the average rents are only nine today are only 9% more than they were in 2018 because in 18 at the peak in 18, and then we had a little bit drifting down and then we had the slump in 20 where everyone put their rentals on and the price yeah. dropped like a stone and the net effect between late 18 and now is only 9%, but it's people's perception. Um, let's just look at that same graph. here. That's the same graph with, without the Southeast um, and without the, in a london and again it just a share a
1: general drifting off of, of stock
0: um in the Chris, order
1: I, I, I know you can't get this data so what would be really interesting is how much of that is because people are staying in their tenancies for a longer period of time so the relets aren't coming to market so what proportion of the relets were Uh, are now no longer in this data because people are staying for 24 months, 36 months, rather than 12 months.
0: I think anecdotal evidence suggests, I mean, I've got stats from the Office of National Statistics that, you know, even though the headline rents are growing at, say, 12%, the net effect is around three or four, because the Office of National Statistics look at existing rents as well as new rents. Now, what's happening is an awful lot of people are looking in the market saying we can fancy a move. And the move isn't an extra hundred pounds a month. It's two or three or four hundred pounds a month. So people are stopping still. Now, interestingly, um, there's a lot of uh, spotlight on landlords, whether they're selling or not. And the stats are as follows that there's always been landlords selling. So we just let's use nice round numbers up until probably 2017, 2018. Um, for every 100 properties that were coming on the market for rent, and for the first time they were bought as for, for buy to let landlords, 80 were leaving the rental market because landlords were getting up to their 60s and 70s and offloading because yeah. they'd, they'd done. So the net effect was 100 in, 80 out. L- letting agents were happy because the net effect was a general growth of around t- uh, 20%. How do we know those figures? We've got the stamp duty uh, receipts from purchases. And we have the capital gains receipts and the stuff coming out the other end. We now look at the stats at the moment. What we're finding is this: is that the um, the eighty has now gone up to about one hundred and forty five. Okay, this is landlords selling. So uh, the the number of landlords selling up has almost doubled. So again, if we're using the same numbers, it's gone from the selling has gone from eighty to one hundred and forty five. Now what is particularly interesting is this is that if you ask most letting agents on landlords buying buy to let properties what do you think most would say richard i imagine they all say definitely not that figure has only gone down 22% so the 100 so so before you had 100 buying and 80 leaving now you've got 145 selling and 80, about 80 buying but the gap the net the net effect is 140 out eighty in the net effect is a loss and agents judge the, the buy to that market on their net properties under management when in reality they aren't landlords are still buying they're just
1: not Chris, so much. I also think we're guilty it's very it's very easy to sit here not doing what we're doing anymore and and criticize what agents may or may not be doing um we've worked with a business which have really grown their lettings book and if you look at all their lettings revenue and if you look at what they're doing is, They are not, I think we're guilty of, Mr. or Mrs. Landlord says, I want to go to the market and sell. And all of the negs go, this is brilliant. I've got 200 first-time buyers who'll buy this property. They chuck it on the portals and they sell it to the first-time buyers. The best agents are going, Mr. or Mrs. Landlord, let's not go to the market. Let me speak to my investors who will be of a big benefit to you. Firstly, they'll take the property with a tenant in situ secondly it's not an emotional decision they're buying it on a spreadsheet essentially and thirdly we know they've got a really big deposit because they're getting a buy to let deposit or they're paying cash therefore the best possible buyer is a is a landlord let me go and sell it to one of my landlords and they will sell those properties i think we're guilty of just chucking one to the market and then being upset that our managed portfolio numbers are dropping
0: you're so bang on and i think if you're a neg watching this and a landlord's thinking of doing that don't whack it over to the sales department because all they're interested in is their commission just think on and think globally go and speak with your boss and let's see if you can sell an investment package to someone else um right Uh, that's a there's just a bonus graph that we showed last week but some of you might have not seen it is it Chris, a, sorry,
1: just one point on that, and I know the numbers don't necessarily marry up. But if the rents have increased nine percent since I think we said two thousand and nineteen in, in a London, in a, in a London, and I'd imagine that's probably increased in the UK as a whole. You know, it's, not,
0: are, it's not been as been a bit smoother than inner London was a bit weird. But go on, I mean that that graph there shows you UK rents, okay. The orange line that you can see on the graph now is average rent. So, I mean, you know, if you take the peak there in June 20, then the, then the average rent was 1500 and now it's 1800 So So, therefore, that is a 20% growth, to, uh, late 17, 18, off the top of my head, growth. So, there is still a growth. If you go from yeah. the bottom there, it's even bigger. But that's, that's rents, and then the blue
1: lines are new properties coming on the market for rent. Sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. In my opinion is, as a letting agent, that. There's a number of ways, but there's two real ways you can increase your revenue if we're not talking or increase your profit if we're not talking about cutting cost out. And that's more landlords, which I think we know are hard to come by. But if you've got a strategy in place like we just talked about, it's easy to do or it's increasing revenue per landlord. And ultimately, if we're seeing a growth of rent or of, of rental value in our portfolios, how many agents are sat on a portfolio where they haven't done a rent review for the last two years because... The property's out of its fixed term tenancy and it sits in a CRM and it doesn't come up as a reminder. Go and increase your revenue by nine percent by upping your rents by nine percent. You are absolutely so bang on there, mate. And again, just
0: you know, I think we get too sucked in on the day-to-day problems of leaky, leaky roofs and all that. When in reality, our job, if you're just doing that, just a glorified rent collector, your job is to look after the landlord's management. When was the last time you sat down with your landlord and had a review on their prop on your property?
1: Chris, what what I think the best agents are doing, um, and I know one agent, single branch agent, who's just added 70 grand's worth of revenue by looking at their prices, they're treating it as if it's a new valuation. So I think we are all guilty at the point of renewal going, hi, Chris, Richard here, uh, spoken to tenants, they're really keen to say we think you should increase the rent by £25, £50 a month. And the landlords may go, oh, yeah, that's fine. Or they're a really good tenant. Don't worry about it. What the best agents are doing is they're going out with market comparable reports and saying, if I was listing your property today, I'd be increasing the rent by £200. Let me go and speak to your tenant. And
0: And providing
1: the same evidence to the tenant to justify.
0: And again, you're not doing the tenant any favours by keeping them on an artificially low rent because there'll come a day where, where, you know, if you're on a cheap rent. There's going to come a time when reality, you know, they'll go and going to spend it on other stuff. You know, she's yeah. a business and I can see it from the point of view of the tenant, but at the end of the day, this is a business and you as a landlord, you know, you don't have to go rack rent and go stupid, but it's, that's what's causing an awful lot of problems at the moment, as you know, Richard, is is people have been artificially holding their rents back because they've been a good tenant and been looking after the house and all of a sudden they're going to the open market and the next jump up is not 50 quid, it's three or 400 quid. Okay. and we all, we all we're all guilty of when our wages rise, our, our expenses tend to rise with it um
1: yeah uh, and and would that solve potentially a bit of a retention issues we're seeing as an industry so we're all losing landlords actually if your landlords were getting market rent or potentially slightly over market rent at the moment because i think you can inflate it would they still be leaving in the volume that they're leaving and, they are, and it's i don't know the answer but i would suggest probably not as many
0: that's an interesting rhetorical question um right um let's move on so what we're now going to do is spend no more than a couple of minutes looking at the regional stats these uh, all the charts that you see today ladies and gentlemen are available to download if you're listening on the podcast there's a link in the write-up if you're listening watching this on youtube you scroll down to the bottom of the description there is a we transfer link and you can download these in high resolution because you won't be able to see them particularly well on the on the on the youtube show Um, And you can look at them. All the graphs are available. You are not to use them on social media without my express permission. But I'm more than happy for you to use these on valuations to show vendors what's happening in the property market. I'm more than happy for you to take it out on laptops and things like that. So please do feel free to download those um, and use them on your valuations and internally. Um, So the rule of thumb with these these charts is, is that there is um green is good and red is bad um and we split it up into the regions we're not going to spend long on these um you can download these to your heart's content isn't it interesting though that the colors all tend to go in the same direction with regard to the region so there isn't one region that's doing something anything weird and again we've looked at the regions in terms of gross sales as a percentage of listings sales that fall and through uh price changes by listings and net sales as a percentage of listing with the cumulative years month years to date on the net sales gross sales and listings um have a look at those as i said on youtube you can't see those particularly well so the purpose of those is to download them and have a look yourself okay richard anything to say before we move on and go to chelsea No, let's look at chelsea
1: You really have been working hard. Uh that's a big improvement, Chris. Love mate. Right then. So, ladies and gentlemen,
0: we are going to Chelsea SW3. Um, and let's pull up the stats and go and have a look at it. So uh the the um right, hold on. So the, the first bit of stats that we're going to pull up are using the 20EA insights platform. The the 20 EA platform is a fantastic bit of kit i genuinely believe it is a game chamber changer and it shows you as an estate agent if you are getting a higher price or selling more houses it really does show that now i'm i'm not being paid by 28 to say it but it is an absolutely fantastic bit of kit and if you're a great estate agent this proves that you can get higher fees um do check them out as i said don't mention my name i'm not on commission although i bloody well should be uh but i'm a massive fan of it the other that we're going to use is a bit of kit called bricks and logic and they use property data to actually then uh, lay it on a map um and, uh, and again great bit of kit that doesn't cost an awful lot of money and you can use this in your social media pardon me to prove that you know what you're talking about i mean just to give you an idea let's just have a look at this again not being paid to use this but do check them out I mean, you know, this uh, this is SW3 here. So between Westminster and the Boltons here above the, the Serpentine Park. Um, and, you can, you know, you can just look at where the percentage of properties are. You can have a look at what's been happening to rents change in the last year. And you can do the last five years. You can mess about with this to your heart's content and then put that into some social media. But I'm just a huge, massive fan of bricks and logic. Let's go and look at the stats, though, in terms of, the agents in. um, So um, here we go. Are you ready, Richard? You've been here before. So um, let's kick off. So we are looking at the 28 platform and we're looking at the number of new instructions that have taken place since the 1st of January 2021 to the 25th of October 2023. And in terms of new instructions, it looks like there are. Well, that's interesting. Uh, John D Wood seems to be the biggest agent by market share with regard to um, new listings, with nine point three percent, nine point five percent. Knight Frank at nine point three. And we, what we can do is just have a look at their market share growth and just see how each each agent is performing. So, look, John D Wood's been b- batting around between five and fifteen percent. So they're not growing; they're just pretty static. Uh, so is Knight Frank. Let's look at Savills. Slight uplift there. Foxtons about the same. Interesting. Foxtons have really been pulling their socks oh. up on listings. I don't think you guys. Oh, okay.
1: Sorry, go on. I was going to say, obviously, sort of 2002 or end of 2001, they had a sort of strong period, and then they definitely dropped for a, for an extended period of time. So the sort of the, the original Foxtons getting back together and changing their marketing plan is clearly working. It is working in inner London. I've, I'll give them that. Their, their,
0: their listings, I mean, I, I do a countdown of the I've done a countdown of the top 100 estate agents by sales. Um, and they really have put, picked up their their socks. Uh, well, drawn up their socks and cracking on with it. I don't know if that's a, a phrase or not. <laughs> um, but it appears that the Chelsea Fox's office doesn't seem to be following suit. Uh, let's look at Dexter's. Okay, so there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of change between the agents. Oh well, hold on Russell Simpson, you seem to be growing slightly. Douglas Gordon. Again they're dropping off. Um so that that's the number of new instructions. And again we can we can just keep playing with these. Let's find a country. Harrods. Okay. So I mean, the smaller numbers are going to have more spikies. Yeah. But, but again, um, interesting when it comes to the sales. So let's just have a quick look at the sales. So John D. Wood 9.4. Let's see what sales that they have had. 14%. Well done, John D. Wood. So 9% of the listing, 9.48% of the listings, and 14% of the sales. So well done, John D. Wood. Knight Frank... Um, Knight Frank nine point three percent of the listings and eleven percent of the sales, so well done on that one, guys. Um, Savills seven point six two percent of the listings and nine point eight percent of the sales. So again, the bigger agents are selling a higher proportion of the properties. I find that that particularly interesting. Um, in terms of um, so that that those are listings and sales. Okay, let's move on to stock levels. So, oh, no, no, actually, we'll move back. Let's look at, I always like to look at the upper quarter because, um, um, and you know, so isn't it interesting? So the average, oh, bloody hell, mate, this is a lot of money. Let's just go back to listings. Hold on. Excuse my French. Um, so the average value of a property that's come on the market in SW3 since the 1st of January 2021 has been two and a half million. Let's just have a quick look and see how that has changed. So 2.4 in 21, let's go and look at, uh, see if that's changed in 22, 2.5, and then this year in 2.7. Okay, so, okay, so let's go and look at the upper quartile. So if there's been 3,333 properties that have come onto the market in the last two and a half, two and three quarter years, then the upper quartile is going to be, well, we're going to need a figure of about 750 on that. So let's go and click on this, on the prices. Okay, oh, I'm happy at 3 million. So the upper quartile in Chelsea is 3 million plus. So let's see who the daddy agents are. Um, Knight Frank seem to be the big boys here, along with Samuels and John D. Wood Um, and Russell Simpson. We've not seen him before. Um, And then some small, oh, and Struts as well. Go on. If, if
1: you looked at that sort of top nine obviously foxons have dropped significantly but if you sort of said to anybody who you're going to sell who you're going to use to sell your property in the your top posh property. of quartile your posh property you're going to say knight franks you're going to say savills you're going to say struts you're going to say hamptons you're going to say fine and country and you're going to say john d wood in that particular area so to me no huge surprises but there if- Russell Simpson and I don't know uh Russell Simpson brand too well uh but they seem to be doing very well as well and they've seen a spike they campaign. seem to be growing
0: so let's just have a look at the sales so it looks like Knight Frank's market share is dropping in the in the upper quartile Savills all over the place but okay uh we need to have a look at that a bit more uh John D Wood about the same Russell Simpson they're growing well done Russell Simpson Stratton Parker's Okay, if we just ignored that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Hamptons, rowing, uh, fine and country. Guys, I think you guys could do a bit better. Chestertons, okay. Uh, Foxton's in the posh range. Okay, looks like that had a good in couple a of weeks there. But again, and one one swallow doesn't make spring. Yeah. Tedworth property. Again, we're getting on to small numbers here, so he's going, to find, he's going to be a bit strange, but interesting where we are with those. Um, let's move on and look at stock levels. So the st- the stock levels are so the blue number the blue colour is twenty one the yellow is uh, twenty two and the red is twenty three so you can quite clearly see here that Chelsea you know we talked about the level of new listings growing yeah. uh, well that was on that was on um, yeah that was on inner London well listings uh, stock on market was or well, listings which obviously new instructions new instructions make stock. Um, the growth wasn't so great and it isn't interesting here that if let's do the full month of september that in you know 775 properties for sale in september in chelsea uh 684 which again it used uh, the rest of the uk it's gone up and then 821 so 821 versus 775 that is not a huge you know in most of the uk 50 more properties for sale today than um
1: than two years ago so and chris what's interesting there so you could gauge that two ways if you looked at september there are more listings today on the market than there were in the last two years where are we on new instructions so is it that instruction levels are at the same volume and we're not selling as much or is it actually we're seeing new properties come to the market um and instruction levels are up and therefore we're in a really good place in chelsea especially with a uh six million pound price
0: right well okay if you can see the bar chart there that is the number of new listings that are coming on by each month the dot line the dot is 21 the yellow is 22 and 23 so in chelsea there's not so much isn't it interesting that in july look at the difference this is again really really interesting for those who are data geeks like me is in the rest of the UK, July and August has not seen, does not drift off in the last few years. It's just been a normal market. Yeah. This year, which is a bit more of a normal market compared to the last two years, has been normal. Look at that drop. It like it looks like every estate agent and every homeowner in Chelsea goes away to Provence but, to uh, noise. That's
1: exactly where they are.
0: Exactly but I, i've never seen that we were on week 42 ladies and gentlemen we've never seen that amount of drop so obviously that is the classic everyone goes away on holiday yeah. look um and is it, again isn't it interesting look at the september figures remember we had on the graphs earlier on where we had a big jump of posh houses well it's all the people in chelsea putting their houses on the
1: market richard isn't it um okay this graph resembles what agents uh and certainly in my tenure used to say that actually january would be quiet it will die during july and august and it will die again during december and actually over the last five years we haven't seen that trend at all we've been fairly uh stable throughout the year this is exactly how i remember speaking to vendors about the market 20 this years ago old school estate agency ladies and gentlemen well done chelsea
0: Right, then let's move on and look at the omni competitive landscape. Again, I'm, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this, you can actually get this free of charge from 20EA. It's called their 20EA Insights platform. And you can have your stats for three postcodes free of charge for, uh, for, I think, a few months, free of charge. And you can download this. If you want more, then you go to them and give them some shekels. It's not a lot of money, but I must stress to you, I'm not on commission. I just love the platform and what it offers estate agents and what I would say, ladies and gentlemen, again, Richard, you know what's coming up now, so I will apologise in advance you've heard it before, but some of you in Chelsea won't have done this, but there's some data in these graphs in this chart here, which is going to be absolutely amazing for some estate agents and not so for, for other estate agents. Now, what I find fascinating is this, is let's ignore new instructions and let's ignore sold contracts contracts. Let's ignore fallen throughs and price changes. If you might just want to have a quick look at the price changes and fallen throughs, uh, if you don't mind, whilst I'm just giving this eulogy off from of my soapbox, Richard, while I just do this. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're an estate agent, your job is to sell a house, obviously, but how many houses, for every 100 houses you put on the market, how many of them do you actually exchange and complete on? Which fundamentally is the most important metric that I believe an estate agent should do. Obviously, we're not talking about sale, price, um, and a close to, well, you know, that, that goes without saying. But the bottom line is, do you actually get the job done? And this these four particular uh, columns here, exchanged and withdrawn, are the, where the gold is. If we're in Aussie, uh, Aussie Opal Hunters or Gold Diggers or whatever that my wife loves to watch, Trash TV, but we love it to bits. The bottom line is this, is that there's some gold in here because the only way a property will leave an estate agent's books is either she exchanges or she withdraws. So, knight Frank for every 100 houses that they have put on the, mar- that have, that have put on the market have left their books in the last year. The 20 EA platform states that 31 have exchanged and 79 have withdrawn, which means their exchange ratio is 28.1% the average in Chelsea is 30.06%. So if you put your house on the market in Chelsea, you have a 30.06% um, chance of moving, exchanging and completing. But look at the difference between the estate agents here. John D Wood, you have a 41.9% chance of exchanging. Savills, 445 Foxton's, 18.5%. Dexter's, Forty percent, Chesterton's twenty-seven percent, Russell Simpson ten point four percent, Strutton Parker forty-three point seven percent, Hamptons forty-eight point six five, Farrah twenty-six, JLL fifty-eight, uh, Douglas and Gordon thirty-four, Maskell's forty-one, winkworth's fifteen point seven, Chapelton's twenty-five, Martian Parsons twenty-one, and Druce thirty-three, and Bective um leslie marsh also at 33 that is a massive gap and this is the wonderful thing about bits of kit like this software is that you can go to someone's house and show people how successful you are actually getting the job you get paid to do um and again if anyone's got any queries with regard to these stats then please do contact 20ea and, and highlight them to them but this is the gold standard when it comes to data in my humble opinion um, all the big estate agents especially the agents that you're seeing here most of them have this bit of kit and if they're not sh- your boss is not showing it to you then ask them for it uh, yeah pretty big gap there Richard between right. exchange ratios wasn't there normally there a yeah. lot better than that. I mean it's it's expensive. Expensive. go on.
1: Normally, they're a lot tighter. Occasionally, when they've got four transactions, the number will be distorted. But there's normally a a, a very tight gap between it. In the UK, Chris, and all of the towns you've looked at, what would you suggest the average exchange percentage is? Presently, running at about fifty eight percent. Fifty eight. That was my gut feeling. So, so there's nobody from from memory, apart from somebody who may have just done a handful of transactions. I think JNL. There's nobody even at 50%, are there? But the average is at 31%. So what's happening in Chelsea? That no, means?
0: Well, London, London is slightly higher than Chelsea.
1: It's around 40, early 40s off mem- going
0: off memory. I haven't checked for a few weeks, but it doesn't change that much. London has a lower propensity to sell. Yeah. You know, If you go up north for every 100 houses you've got the market, you'll probably expect to shift at the moment 60 to 70 of them. In London, you would expect to shift about 40 of them. In the posture areas that number goes down. The magic is to compare yourself with apples with apples, yeah, and compare yourself like with light. And that's why I love this bit of kit, um, from 20 EA because it enables you to compare yourself against other agents on the same football pitch. Um, interestingly, let's just spend just a couple of um, the, the number of properties coming on the market. In the last 12 months compared to the number of properties come on the market tournaments before that is 10.3 percent higher so if your listings are lower than 10 percent, that means you're not keeping up with the market yeah. interestingly dexters have grown their market share by 49 russell's at 45 Knight frank at 26 and then we've got douglas and gordon at 52 again we have those issues with the with those and it looks like they're coming around now which good luck to them with james and the team there um uh, this, this this particular is quite a, a, an interesting graph. So what I'm doing here is you can see in the top right-hand corner, it says this year or last year, and you can see, so the, the X-axis across the bottom is the number of properties putting on the market, and the Y-axis going up is the average price selling. So you can see that Russell Simpson do sell the posher houses. So again, I must stress to you, the exchange ratio on Russell Simpson is going to be lower because the posher houses don't sell as much. So do take that with a pinch of salt, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and it looks like Stratton-Parker. But then again, Stratton-Parker have got a decent exchange ratio. So maybe some work there for you guys at Russell Simpson. Um, and again, you can see here that it looks the biggest move we set, you know, Dexter doesn't like Dexter's. Is Oh, here we are, Dexter's. So there's Dexter's moving out there so number of instructions going up which as we said was 49 percent uh night frank doing well at 26 you can see the 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 planet moving there samil's not moving so much and then douglas and gordon where's douglas they're not on this map but they they are going backwards blessed hopefully you can get that turned around any question any thoughts on the fall throughs and price changes on these no what's what's
1: Interested, Chris, from a sort of shared learning perspective is I was with an agent last week who has seen a marked increase in fees and and are averaging, not just saying it, are averaging 1.5% in a really competitive market. And I said, how are you doing it? And they said, we're using 20A stats to show what the likelihood of our competitors are of reducing the prices, sales falling through, and what we're exchanging. And we're going out here which is this graph here, which is, um, and I'll paraphrase lightly: we will sell your house. We will sell your house for the price we are. We'll sell your house. We'll exchange on your house and we'll exchange on the price of the value we're telling you because here's the data that tells us, <coughs> sorry, tells you what we're going to do. You can instruct us now at 1.5%. If you come back to us in six weeks' time, our fee's 1.75% because there's a lot more work, but they're using this to demonstrate, firstly, they're the, le- they're the most likely to exchange, but they're also the least likely to reduce the price. Bang on, a- a- and as a consequence, they are, to a degree, sort of giving the vendor an ultimatum, which is, I can prove that I'll get you a high-special price, but if you're gonna go with somebody else first, I'm going to charge you more second time round. Like what risks do you want to take? I like that. I'll probably even say even
0: more, actually. Right. And that is this graph here, this chart here, ladies and gentlemen. You can see why I said this is game-changing stuff. Okay. Now, interestingly, the next one is looking at what to, what what do you actually achieve for the house? Um, and what actually happens is, is, again, lots and lots of data here and we need to split this down, just spend a few minutes on this. Okay, so what we're looking at here, ladies and gentlemen, is the this column here. So 20EA have looked at all 113 listings and they've done the same for everyone else. And they've looked at, they've done an automated valuation model on the price, a bit like a ValPau figure, um, and then looked at what you've actually put it on the market for okay so knight frank have um, looked at the price and they have they they're asking price they have put it at 0.4 percent below what they think it's worth again london is a pretty weird market so we'll just love it just to squeeze down to the bottom and you can see what's that the average is apologies ladies and gentlemen there i just had a power cut so it cut out and the power's come back on a few hours later so i'm just going to finish the show we've only got a couple more minutes left so we're just going to have a quick look at how quickly houses are selling in um chelsea interestingly 138 days compared to the uk average of 50 days that is quite a lot um and compared to the year before where it was 139 days and as i said this year it's 138 days You can quite clearly see here with the blue line which agents are taking longer to sell and then how long they're taking through to get to completion. So new instruction to source source of the contract, you can see here. Okay, so uh, Farrah and Co seem to sell the quickest, Hamptons, then Chestertons, and then you've got the sale agreed to completion times there, and then the total number just there. Quick look at the list uh, with regard to the rentals and you can quite clearly see here that foxons are the big agent with uh 10 of the market um obviously they bought douglas and gordon's uh, book so that's going to pump their pump their numbers up slightly uh with Chesterton's in second place knight frank john D wood saddles draker's are there we haven't seen them before uh benham reeves as well as in there so you can see an awful lot there in terms of the number of properties coming on the market in the last 12 months compared to the 12 months before that We've seen a growth of 3.1%. Um, interestingly, Martian partners have put more houses on the market. 4.1% of houses are um, under rent uh, with uh, online estate agents compared to the national average of 137 Most of that made up of open rent. Interestingly, open rent only 3.7% of the market. So um, thank you very much for watching, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Richard, for uh, what you did during the show. Uh, you'll be watching this afterwards and we look forward to seeing you next week week 43 where I have another special guest on what's happening in the UK property market thank you very much